Welcome in, guys. Welcome back to the show. My name is Minar. Along with me, I got Miles today. We're actually on site at Miles' house. In the hood. In the hood. We're sitting in his kitchen. Got kids in the other room playing Fortnite. Flowers on the table. Taking naps. Got a bunch of stuff on the table. Half of it doesn't work. But we'll post a picture. Yeah, we're going through it. We're having a good time. We're literally figuring it out as we go. Yeah. Actually, I'll take a picture right now before I forget. You can put that in there, right? But we're not oh, doing yeah. a video. We're, yeah, we're not doing post a video. Post on your social media. I guess I should. I can do that. Take a picture really quick. No, but a lot has happened between the last time that Miles and I got together and recorded. We actually recorded about two and a half weeks ago and never got to post it just because of just the issues of recording because we did it you know me at my house miles at his house there's just a lot of things going on um but a lot has happened between then and now and hopefully this is the one that we get to post online and make go live on itunes and everything um it sounded good on my end for being like literally earbuds yeah and it's the stuff you get in a phone box like the little microphone that's built into the cord so for what we had not bad I think we're definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah, I think sure. we're very close to having everything the way that we want it. You just got to choose your program. I think you just, you know, you just haven't quite nailed down what you want to do. You know what you want to do. You don't know which program you want to use. Exactly, anymore. and it doesn't help that my $2,500 laptop took a shit today. Literally. Like, literally, as we're getting ready to record, I open my laptop up, turn it, try to turn it on, and then just not nothing. Bad juju. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we can uh, we can just like roll right on into it. Are we still doing the sports entertainment technology? I know piece? you're itching, so let's just do it. All right. Do you want right. to wait though? Do we just go for the big one, or we do? Do we I talk think, World Cup? What do we do? I think we should start with the big one, just because this is the biggest story in the entire world. The only thing that can trump a big event like the World Cup is what LeBron James decides to do with his life. Uh, and since the last time we recorded this past Sunday night. LeBron made his decision to opt out of his contract, which he decided a couple of days before that, but he decided to sign a four-year um, deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I think it was $154 million, if I'm not, you know, if I am correct. 154 over four years, yep. Over four years, he has an opt-out after three years. Um, you know, we don't really need to talk about his contract or his money because the boy's getting paid, but... He is the number one uh, top-paid athlete, correct? He is not because of his NBA contract because there's other players. It's endorsements, though. Yeah, endorsements. He's number one endorsement. He just made his billionth dollar just the other day. That's awesome. Which is which is nuts from where he came from. Yeah, Um, I read some article. He's actually above Mayweather. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like several people, he's above actually. Yeah, Yeah. It's actually it's really nuts. He's a he's a really good business guy. He invested with Apple to get into Beats by Dre and all that stuff. So he's making his money. Mm -hmm. Um. But I just wanted to talk about, you know, just a couple of things. I've been a lifelong Cavaliers fan, you know. Ever since he left is when I really got into the Cavs. So it's not like I just followed LeBron everywhere. Is there proof of that? Yeah. I mean, I have text messages between – because I never delete a single text message in my life. Oh, my God. But I remember when the Cavs were on a 26 – I think the Cavs were on a 26-game losing streak the first year that LeBron was gone. And they just played so bad. But I watched every single game of those 26 games – and I was upstairs watching it on TV. My dad was downstairs, and I texted him. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember the game. They were playing the Clippers to end the longest losing streak in all of professional American sports. I was like, the Cavs are about to win. The Cavs are about to win. Um, but my fandom really started there. I don't know. but How old were you? I was in eighth grade, I want to say. Eighth nice. grade. Um, 
But yeah, man, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, LeBron is gone. Um, the Cavaliers are going to have to live life without him, and it's just going to be weird, man. Um, you know, I'm totally used to the Cavs sucking, um, obviously going through those years, but just the past couple of years is just something that you don't really ever get in any kind of sports or anything, and I was saying this on a different show that I was on earlier this I was going to ask you, that was the topic of the show you were a guest on, correct? Yeah. Um, I said this on a show earlier this week is um, just being from the state of Ohio, as us as fans, um, and having probably the greatest basketball player of all time, arguably, but for the sake of argument, let's just say he's the greatest, playing in your home state for your you know team, you know that's just crazy. And him winning a championship for that team, your team, it's just unbelievable to be able to watch him, you know, playing for your team and then winning that title, you know, a title that that city of Cleveland hadn't seen in over 52 years. Um, it's just insane. Um, but, you know, he came back. He did what he was supposed to do. He won his title for the city, you know, for the state of Ohio. He doesn't have anything holding him back, you know, to Ohio. You know, he still loves Cleveland, Akron, Ohio, um, but it's just the right career move for him. Um, I believe that Dan Gilbert is one of the owners in all of sports that is just so difficult to work with, and, you know, he talked shit to LeBron the first time he left, so that their relationship has always been, you know, worry. Um, but he's gone. He's going to L.A. Um, I don't necessarily believe that the pieces that L.A. is putting together so far on that team is going to do good for LeBron's next season at least to go to the playoffs or even make any noise in the playoffs um but yeah it's going to be interesting it's going to be a different thing i'm not mad at him no cleveland fan should be mad at him um if you burn his jersey you're an idiot i actually saw someone on facebook the other day who went to light lebron's um jersey on fire and he threw like a big gallon of gasoline on it and he went up to like light it and he caught himself on fire trying to do it he's just an idiot you won't get any uh, Skip Bayless argument out of me. Like he has nothing to prove to me or anyone, as far as I'm concerned. He brought and he did and what he said he was going to do. He brought that championship to Cleveland, and that's all we really could have asked for. I remember several people that were literally paying, praying to their higher power, like, forget football. You know, if you can just at least give Cleveland some sort of championship. We'll forget the rest, and then they're the first ones to go and grab the jerseys and want to throw them in the dumpster or burn them. And it's just so silly. It's Cleveland being Cleveland, quite frankly. Like, we, in my opinion, there's, I mean, we probably didn't deserve that championship, but we got it, like, uh, on his back. I cried. (laughs) On his back, (laughs) you know. But um, you brought up a good point. Like, you said it yourself, you're a Cleveland fan, first and foremost. I am also a Cleveland fan. I'm an Ohio fan, but... I'm a LeBron fan, so yes, I'm sir. actually looking forward to him going to L.A. Yes, and doing sir. some big things because he is Hollywood. He He's is. so huge at this point. I was reading that article, like I said, and in that article it talked about their earnings, um, sponsorship money, or excuse me, endorsement money, but also it had like social media following numbers beside it. And I think it was something drastic like they it was a whole list like i think one to one to 100 and then it had categorized in different sports it was in i believe espn magazine and um when you looked at the football list compared to the basketball list and then you saw like one of the top 10 it was like tom brady and his numbers were like 13 million followers and lebron's like 50 something million like just crazy numbers 
and it just shows you how much of a difference. Like he, uh, in a sport where it's a team sport, he's definitely an individual, for sure. And I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. I, I think four years is almost too short for somebody at his age, uh, but if anybody can do it, it'd be him. And um, gosh, I wish he would have got a chance to play with Kobe and Shaq. Like that would have been crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, have what was it? Phil as a coach. Phil Jackson. You know, that would have been <laughs> that would have been that would have given you know Golden State, Boston a run for their money for oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And that's another topic on the table, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, one thing I do want to say is, you know, for myself, and I think for a lot of, you know, Cleveland and Cavalier fans, um, I love the Cavaliers. They're my basketball team. I'm probably going to still watch every single game like I did, you know, while LeBron was there and before he was, you know, after he left the first time. Um, But still, I'm going to watch all the Cavs games, Cavs fans first forever. Um, But that dude, LeBron James, you know, he's an Ohio dude. He got drafted by our team. You know, he left, he came back, he, you know, kept word on his promise. He won the title for the city, um, and he just did his thing and for the city of Cleveland. So you just got to be a fan of him, too. You got to support him um, the way that we supported him while he was here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in L.A. I hope him all the success in L.A., um, just because I want to see him do big and great things. And then the only sad thing about him going to L.A. is, you know, I kind of have to root for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, which I really don't want to, but I'm rooting for LeBron. Um, I'll follow him wherever he goes, but, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers is forever number one. Um, it's just something crazy. I, I was joking with my son when this happened. I actually broke the news to him, but um, <laughs> he's got LeBron stuff in his room. And I was like, sounds like you're going to be rocking a Lakers jersey because I, I believe – wholeheartedly that he is a LeBron fan before mm-hmm. he's a Cavs fan. Um, I, like I said, will support and root for him. And I actually think that I'm going to uh, be getting a LeBron jersey. I haven't gotten a LeBron jersey since he was here the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't burn my jerseys. I still no, had them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that I'll definitely get a Lakers jersey just because, like I said, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I'm yep. a LeBron fan. That being said, I did already pre-order my you did, I was wondering. Lakers jersey. And honestly, there's something about a you know 23 you know with the James name that's just going to look good in that purple and yellow, you know, yeah, if you get the sure. black, you know. And another sad thing about this whole situation, beyond just him leaving our favorite team, another sad thing is, you know, I have to stay up till, until 10.30, 11 o'clock for those games to start on the West Coast nowadays. And, you know, him playing for our, you know, team locally here, we can watch every single game on Fox Sports Ohio um, just because it's just in their contracts. Out in L.A., most of their games aren't going to be on national television. I mean, a lot of them will be. They're the uh-huh. Los Angeles Lakers, but just those regular season games, you aren't going to see them. So I'm going to have to pay for NBA League I was going to say, I think, yeah. I think it's $200 for the year, but I think they let you pick your favorite team, which is 120 bucks. Oh, nice. And just watch all their games, which is just a sad thing beyond. Uh, that goes in line kind of with entertainment, not to jump too far ahead, but no, just ahead. how the way streaming works and how you're able to custom tailor everything now. Mm-hmm. And, and uh the you know internet cable providers are finally getting it that they're like they people want to be able to customize stuff they don't want to just basically tap into a package that you've pre-manufactured they want to make their own package if you will and uh to jump back on track with the whole um one thing that i'm really going to miss with the uh phenom and the excitement that the lebron franchise did bring do you remember when uh (laughs) 
it was uh, who's the current UFC champion? Stipe. Stipe Miocic. He had the cha- He still has the championship. He's defending it this weekend at UFC two twenty six. It yes. is going to be nuts. But he had the championship. Um, they had gotten the championship, and they were waiting on the Indians to win against the Cubs. Was it that year? Um, or no? When they the Indians faced the Cubs when the Indians were in the World Correct. Series. Correct. Yeah. So LeBron was actually I remember in the stands, yep. and it was kind of crushing because. We knew the Browns weren't going to bring a championship, but we thought if, you know, we could have the baseball, the UFC champ and, you know, the NBA championship, that was going to be awesome. But regardless, he was there to support. It just showed the love that he genuinely had for the city. And oh, this is the point I was getting at. I was, I was going to say, if there's anything I'm sad about, I was sad that they were just in such a hurry to take down. Uh, what was that sign called? Uh, The Cleveland legend. Yeah. It was where he's got his arms spread wide. I feel like, you know, somebody, I, I watched a video, they brought up a good point. It's like, they're going to retire his number anyway. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, his namesake will be forever etched. You know, even with the updates to Quicken Loans they're mm-hmm. doing, like, he's going to have, he's going to have a staple. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't see why it was such a rush to take it down. I'm sure there was, like, contracts involved right. and all that. But it's just Nike, you know, because I think July 6th is the day, which is tomorrow, you know, from the day that we're recording it, that he actually signs. Okay. So he really won't be a Cleveland, you know, Cavalier. Okay. Um, but there was a couple of different things that you hit on that I wanted to couple, you know, just add on to. Um, that 2016 year where Stipe won the championship – um, the Cavaliers won the championship, and then the Indians went to the World Series. Like that is peak sports for any city. It was all, they um, were on fire. Now, man. especially a city like Cleveland that hadn't seen a championship in over fifty-two years, that is peak. Like for having you know a guy from your area, you know, win a professional fighting championship, um, your basketball team winning that championship, and then your you know, Baseball Indians the World Series. going to Game 7 of the World Series, hosting Game 7 of the World Series. That's peak sports for any city. Anybody who is a fan of sports would just love that if that was your own city. Yep. Um, another thing that you were talking about, you are talking about that LeBron, you know, like gigantic poster on the Sharon Williams We've all seen it. Down in Cleveland. I'm glad I got to go get one last look at it this year before it went away. Um, but there's this guy named Ben Axelrod. He's a Dublin guy, native to here in Columbus. He made his way up to Cleveland. He covers the Cavaliers and just sports up there for Cleveland. He's a big social media guy. He's big on Twitter. There's just some people that's just, like, very pro on social media game. Um, he, I think he's meeting, he met his wife or soon-to-be wife on social media mm-hmm. on Twitter. But that guy, as soon as LeBron left or announced that he was leaving, he tweeted New Balance. And he was like, hey, how about we get a Francisco Lindor banner up where the LeBron James banner used to be? And New Balance is in the process of doing it. They made a banner, and they want to put it up there. Uh, for those of you who don't know or don't follow baseball much, Francisco Lindor is probably one of the best players on the Cleveland Indians, um, which would be pretty nuts. Um, yeah. But what I was thinking, too— Those are big shoes to fill, mind right. you. But what I was thinking, too, is as soon as LeBron James retires and hangs up basketball for good, I think the poster that should be up on that building is the 2016 NBA championship team just paying homage to them. Because that is just, that is something, man. You guys don't, like a lot of you probably know, the 3-1 deficit, that's crazy. That happening, like living in that time and watching all these, you know, figureheads on TV and the radio just talking what they talk. And the Cavs are down three to one, and all this stuff, and just that comeback, man, is insane. Um, I'll, I'll for just because I'm devil's advocate, sake of argument, definitely awesome. 
that team and they should have a place. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, Stipe should have a Stipe. place. Stipe should have a place too. Google for me, if you will. This should be his fourth title defense, I do believe, in a row, meaning he's held the title that long. I don't think it's third. I think his last one was his third. So if, I, if, if I'm correct, this will be number four, which should be the longest title, reigning title defense, not as many times as you've defended the title, because I think that's Randy Couture. But I want to say consecutive, meaning held the title and defended it. I think it's four or will be for if he's able to capitalize um, this coming Saturday on that title, which would be, even if he doesn't get it, three would be <laughs> huge. With the amount of talent that you have running through the UFC roster, it's just uh, it's unfathomable to think that somebody could do that, that caliber. And when you look at him, he's a big guy. But he looks like your normal big guy, like who's your cop, firefighter, which he is a firefighter. Um, they could you could just see every day at the grocery store. He's not like a, you know, excuse me, I love the guy because uh-huh. he's a showman. But Brock Lesnar, like a right. roided up freak, um, he's a man's man, if you will. And uh, so I'm really looking forward. And then of course the Cleveland staple. So I think that any athlete that does amazing things like he's done or LeBron has done should have some sort of uh, honor within the city. I mean, because it's a white, it's a blue-collar city, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just a, it's a very labor-intensive kind of vibe. Like, it's, uh, you got to earn your stripes there, really. You do. All right. Do you know where this new, uh, or this Saturday's UFC event's being held? Let me take a look, because I do have the site pulled up. I think it's the T-Mobile Arena. Las Vegas. Yeah, so in Nevada. Vegas. Um, Did no, you man. find the info? I was looking it up. The, it was just being really slow for me, so I couldn't really <laughs> no find worries. the exact number. Um, but, you know, that fight, you know, I wasn't really thinking much about, you know, the UFC recently, but I did know that Stipe had his match going up, and I saw a commercial the other day for it. I was like, oh, I guess I might have to buy this pay-per-view Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be very, very, very exciting. Again, I just love supporting, you know, the hometown guy. I yeah. love his opponent, too, yeah. and that's what makes yeah, it hard. Sure. That guy... He's a commentator, so if you Cormier, Daniel yeah, Cormier. if you follow anything on uh, UFC, sports a, with yeah, UFC, he's on their uh, network as well. He's on and Fox Sports all the time, talking about it. I mean, in what sport do you know that an active commentator is also active in the sport? I think most of them are retired athletes for the most part. Well, do you know of anybody? Well, not to the extent that the UFC does it and that Cormier does it, but during the NBA playoffs, like when it gets to the finals, like I remember a couple of years ago during the finals. Dwayne Wade was one of the um, he's obviously talking active. heads, um, but that's only like he was for, guest though he yeah. wasn't main correct, but he was only main for the finals. Okay, only for the finals. But then after that, he wasn't there anymore. Richard Jefferson, who's a Cleveland guy um, who played him on the championship team, he came back to Cleveland and he was on the Fox Sports local broadcast pre and post game okay. uh, for some of the playoff games here in Cleveland um, this past year. Um, and he's still active. I think he was on the Denver Nuggets. So that was kind of interesting. Huh. Um, but, yeah, so I, I feel like we're beating the basketball to death. No, no, no. <laughs> anything before we go and we move to World Cup, anything on the um, Warriors? Um, so, yeah, so the Warriors. You want to go full Stephen A. Smith on me? So the Golden State Warriors. Um, <laughs> we're going to be at this for another I, 15 minutes. I, I, tweet, I tweeted this instantly. Monday night, I think, is when... They signed Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, one of the premier players of the league. 
he is coming off an injury, an Achilles, like torn Achilles, which is one of the hardest injuries to come back from sports. You know, one of the greats of basketball, Kobe Bryant, you know, had that injury, and he was never the same after that. Um, but And he was a shorter player and a lot more agile player. Like, you know, the center position is going to be even harder, you know, to come back from that in- injury. But just taking at face value, Golden State Warriors signing this man, Boogie Cousins, um, for about like $5.3 million is insane. It is just literally insane. Um, their entire starting lineup is an all-star team um, that can probably beat the Eastern Conference all-star team, um, just the Golden State Warriors starting five. Now, I'll put it in perspective this way. I tweeted this moments after he signed um, for the Warriors the other night. I tweeted, in two years, the 73-9 and win team Warriors, which is the greatest regular season team of all time, Blew a 3-1 lead to the goal, or the to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals to lose that series. After that, in a two-year time, they replaced Harrison Barnes with Kevin Durant, and another year later, they replaced Zaza not Zaza Pachulia, um, JaVale McGee. You know, Mr. Shaq and a fool getting blocked by the rim in the NBA Finals. They replaced him with DeMarcus Cousins. Like that is just absolutely insane. Uh, the fact that, you know, the Warriors are doing what they're doing. Um, but I, that being said, I also understand it, though. You know, if I'm DeMarcus Cousins, if I'm going to make $5.3 million, why would I not make $5.3 million on the Golden State Warriors when I'm almost guaranteed to get a ring as opposed to going to the Orlando Magic? Why would I go to the that's, Orlando Magic or anything? That's the point I was just going to make. Just veg on that for a minute. Over $5 million. And that's a pay cut. That is a significant pay a cut. Signi- like by like what twenty? Almost twenty. He, he could be making about thirty million a year, but I don't know if anyone would guarantee like give him that kind of money because that's max. Yeah. I don't know if anyone would give him that kind of money coming off injury this year. But At least close to twenty. Yeah. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. saying he's taking over a ten million dollar pay cut easily. That's being very modest. Our boy Bron Bron took a pay cut too. That just goes to show you like how much money these athletes have made over time through. Um, endorsements and how it's not even important to them anymore the championship the legacy that's what they're after clearly that's what they're after and it sucks at least for me i don't know i can't speak for you but it sucks for me because it just i am i'm one of those that just feel like it's rigged at this point like there's no true competition it's like you almost know how the movie's gonna end (laughs) it sucks it sucks. <laughs> One last thing that I want to add on to the basketball talk before we uh, transition off of it. Um, Half hour. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, we're over 20 <laughs> minutes on it. Um, no, one thing I want to add on to it before we transition out of it is the Los Angeles Lakers. They've been adding a couple of interesting pieces to the team that LeBron is joining. Um, Y'all got a they, deal, by the way. They, they added Rajon Rondo, um, and they added Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee. Um you know, none of those players are in their prime. JaVel McGee, like I said, Mr. Shackton a fool, um, and Lance Stevenson, which is just pure comedy. The guy that blew in LeBron James's ear in the playoff series a couple of years ago is on LeBron's team all of a sudden. Which is, <laughs> like, it's all comedy, but you got to think about it this way. None of those people <laughs> or nobody on that team, the way LeBron James plays basketball is he drives and kicks out three-point shooters. There's no three-point shooters on that team, none whatsoever. So the way that they're building their team right now in its current state, it just seems like they're wasting a year of LeBron. He signed for four years. He can leave after three. 
but in four years from now, the man's going to be 37, 38 years old. Like, you know, LeBron's a freaking monster, man, but, like, how can you expect him to be producing, like, the way he is and to be wasting a year like that in his, you know, third prime, I guess? It's just nuts, you know? Golfers change their swings. Are you going out on a limb and saying LeBron couldn't change his game? I'm not saying he can't change their game because as basketball players grow older, all the greats, they start developing a jump shot, a post game, you know, whatever they do. But just you're 38 years old, man, you know, father time. Not yet he is. No, in four years, <laughs> in four years he'll be 38 years old. You're saying there isn't time to come up with a strategy like there that. There isn't time to waste a year of LeBron when you have it. And that's what the Cavaliers' mindset was when he was there. It's win-now mentality. The roster that they're putting together right now doesn't seem like a win-now mentality. It seems like, let's set up for next year. By the which, time they get where they need to be, they right. might have one championship. Well, next summer, they can do a free agency and get a bunch of free agents to come there, and it would be nuts how that Lakers team could look next year. But the fact that this year, the way that it's made up, it just seems like they're wasting year of LeBron's prime. This isn't the Eastern Conference anymore. We're in the Western Conference. Golden State Warriors are there. The you know Oklahoma City Thunder signed Paul George again. They're back. And the Houston Rockets are there too. So this isn't going to be easy. He might not make it back to the NBA Finals ever again if he stays in L.A. Now, keep in mind, that's you know just a long shot. But like... As far as you know, though, free agency, I mean, are there really going to be that up, many up for grabs? I don't know who's well, going to be no, up for there's grabs. Gonna be, there's going to be a very decent amount of people. Clay Can you Thompson, throw out a couple names? Clay Thompson for the Golden State Warriors is going to be a free agent. Um, you know, the Lakers want Kawhi Leonard right now, but the um, Spurs want everything in the world from the Lakers to give them Kawhi Leonard. But he's going to be a free agent. He's made, made it known that he wants to go to L.A. Um, this is Kyrie Irving's last contract year. But we there's know no, once they make their minds up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of things that can happen next year, but the immediate future for the Los Angeles Lakers is just very question. Like it just makes me question a lot of things. The fact that you can waste a year of a guy like that, you know, mm-hmm. in his prime or getting towards the end of his prime or the end of his career is just nuts. Now something I'll be quiet on for a while. No, you can school me. World Cup. Right, let's, Help me. Let, let's talk. School little, me. Let's talk a little bit of soccer. Um, so the World Cup is going let's on. Talk a lot of bit of soccer. Let's talk a lot of bit of soccer. This past uh, <laughs> this past week on uh, Monday started the round of 16, um, which is the knockout stages of the World Cup. And a bunch of crazy things happened. Um, one of the big things is... Multitasking. Yeah, one of the big things is Spain, um, one of the top teams in the world. France lost, took them out, right? Um, not to France. They lost to... Let me double check just because I know that I'm going to lose it. They lost to Russia. The host nation. Oh my! Um, Russia is the lowest ranked team in the entire tournament, which is ranked right around seventy, I want to say, and they beat you know one top five team in Spain, um, which is absolutely nuts. Which gets you to think, start thinking about the host team, Cinderella team. They're in the quarterfinals now. They're playing a Croatian team that can show up or they can not show up because um, they showed up in the group stages when they played Argentina they beat Messi's team 3-0 but then last game against Denmark they just barely made it out on penalty kicks you know they won 3-2 on penalty kicks 
Um, so Russia has a you know a very good opportunity because they're on the side of the bracket where a lot of the lower ranked teams are. Mm-hmm. They have an opportunity to get to the semifinals or maybe even to the finals because we're down if, to how many teams? Show me that. Again. So we're down to eight teams. We're eight the, teams. We're in the quarterfinals. We call it the grade eight, or they don't do that in soccer. No, they call it quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. But if Russia beats Croatia, which is likely to happen, this would, is the team that can show up or cannot show up. Yeah, Croatia is. They'll face either Sweden or England, and I still think Russia could beat Sweden or England, and they would be in the finals, which is absolutely nuts. But the other side of the bracket, um, we have, you know, it's the harder side of the bracket. You know, the, there's a round of 16 matchup between Argentina and France, and in, a lot of people are saying it's one of the best World Cup games they've ever seen. Um, France ended up, you know, winning that game 4-3, to three, but just the back and forth of that game was just absolutely insane. Um, it's one of the most premier... More action you typically see in a soccer a game? A lot more action than you typically see in a soccer game. And France is being led by, I'm pretty sure, a 19-year-old striker. His name is Mbappe. Um, but he, he is doing big things on the big stage at 19 years old. It's absolutely nuts. If you guys get a chance to watch uh, France and Uruguay, it's going to be Friday morning at 10 a.m., um, which is going to be tomorrow, probably the same day that you guys are listening to this. Um but if you guys get a chance to watch France, maybe even further down in the World Cup, keep an eye on for Mbappe because France is one of the likely favorites to win the tournament. Personally, I was rooting for Argentina, so once France knocked him out, I was feeling a little salty. Um, but my second go-to with the United States not in it, and obviously I'm a U.S. fan. You know, if they were in it, that's my team. Um, I'm going for Brazil. You know, Brazil, a lot of actors on that team, you know, breathe on them the wrong way. They're rolling around on the ground. Um <laughs> but uh, I'm rooting for them because my boy Neymar, they do a lot of fun things. Um, I'm not really a fan of anyone, anybody else in the tournament. It would be cool to see England get to the finals, and they have an opportunity you, to get there too. Your opinion aside, though, who is the Mag Daddy team that's still around? Who is the, like, damn, the Brock Lesnar? Who is the Brock Lesnar so of soccer? I'm trying to help you all out. That's the thing. There's a lot of upsets going on. Is it around. France? So there's three teams. Yeah, give me top three at least. Top three teams are France, Brazil, and Belgium. One of them are going to be finals. I'm pretty sure one of them will be a finalist. Two of them, or or at least one of them, is going to get eliminated. You you got Brazil, right? I got Brazil. I'll go France. You're going to go France. Just blindly. So this is what's going to happen. Tomorrow, Brazil play Belgium. So those two of the top three teams left in the tournament is Brazil and Belgium. So your powerhouse is Brazil minus France, so now we got to pick one of the weaker teams. You said Russia was still in there? They're the Cinderella Russia, story? Yeah, Russia. Can I have them, or you want you, them? You take Russia, I'll take England. England? That's, they sound like a badass team, though. They are a team... So I'll put it to you this way. So, I'll trade you Russia for England. No, thank you. So here, here's, here's the thing with England. So this is something that was really crazy. France and England. This is what made me and all the soccer world go nuts. So prior to this World Cup, England has been in three penalty kick I'm shootouts. i make notes to remember who I have. England's been in three penalty kick shootouts prior to this World Cup, and they've lost all of them. Last game against Colombia, they went to penalty kicks, and they beat Colombia on penalty kicks 4-3. to three. And there was a second in that penalty kick shootout where England was down in it. Um, so they finally broke the curse of getting out of the losing streak of penalty kicks in the World Cup. Um, but that was absolutely nuts. But if you guys are want to watch some good soccer, you know, Friday, I don't even know, Friday the 6th is tomorrow, probably the day that you guys are listening to this because we're recording this on the 5th. Um, 
two of the best games that the World Cup is going to happen. It's going to be the quarterfinal matchup of Uruguay-France at 10 a.m., followed by Brazil and Belgium at 2 p.m. Um, those are going to be some of the biggest matchups. They have good waffles, right? Belgium waffles. For sure. And then I'm a little salty you got England, man. Yeah. You snuck that in on me. Okay, I've got us marked down. We're going to keep right, track cool. of this. And then really quick before we transition out, uh, Saturday is going to be Russia versus Croatia at 2 o'clock. And then at 10 a.m. earlier in the day is going to be Sweden versus England for the rights to go to the semifinal in the World Cup. I'm not going to let you transition off. You forgot the crew corner. You're supposed to always right. wrap with the crew corner. Right, let's, talk, a let's, talk, let's talk a little we'll bit about the Columbus crew. I don't, have, I don't have anything. I don't have any... Great news for the Columbus crew. Um, probably a little bit more um, worrying news if you uh, are a Columbus oh. native. Um, just last week, Anthony Precourt and you know whoever at the Austin City Council meeting. You scumbag. Yeah, so they went there, <laughs> and essentially what Austin, the city of Austin did is they pushed back the decision until the first or second week of August. So we'll actually know the first or second week of August on their location in the next year or two um because they're going to be voting on it then the only thing that's positive is the land that pre-court wants is up for bids so they're taking bids from somebody else for some other thing to use that land for i really don't think the city would have as much of an interest if not for Columbus and their interests. Right. Because I've literally seen footage of the council meetings and there are people that are crew supportive that are actually there. Right. I, are they traveling or they just happen no, to yeah. live there? No, like, for sure. It's, there's some people that live there, some, very few, but there are people that are just traveling and working the cause for the Save the Crew. Um, one thing, too, I want to add on, you know, everything that Anthony Precourt wanted, he wanted a downtown stadium, you know, and all this stuff. That Not they ju- they just didn't give it to him, and they gave him you know some shitty location and some just trash you know land, and making him pay for it, which is everything he didn't want. That's everything that the Columbus Crew Stadium right now is like the same location. It's not downtown. It's not anything like that, and he's taking it anyway because he just wants to get the hell out of Columbus, and that's what just makes it just so shitty to me is because he never wanted to stay in Columbus. He always wanted to leave, and it's always been a lie. Everything he says is a lie. He's like the most dirtiest scumbag owner of all of professional sports. I put him next to Dan Gilbert, but Dan Gilbert is not anywhere near the scumbag that pre-court is. And the fact that if Austin vote to keep or to take the Columbus crew and move them down to Austin, and they don't see the kind of shitty owner that Anthony Precourt is and the scumbag that he is, his own stadium right now in Columbus is going to shit because he's not putting any money, any kind of money into it whatsoever. Um, and the fact that if Austin votes for it and they can't see the kind of person that he is, because he's saying the same thing to Austin that he said to Columbus fans when he first took over the team in 2013, if they can't see it, that's absolutely nuts. Like that, They just need to know, and I'm sure they do know, but do they care? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about that. I don't know. Uh, this would be a good opportunity for segue, too, because I think, excuse me, that it will affect, or maybe I could be wrong, uh, future events that regularly take place at Crew Stadium. So would the city have a buy option at that point for that property? So now I have, I have actually don't know what necessarily would happen. I know the city owns that land. I'm sure Anthony Precourt does not own that stadium. Um, rents the land, maybe owns or is right. paying for the stadium. Right. Now, what I think could happen, and this is the only positive, 
which is not really much of a positive, but I guess it's positive because I'm a crew fan, um, that could happen is Vince McMahon is saying that he's going to put $500 million into the XFL. And they're still looking at cities for an XFL team. If the Columbus crew happened to leave, oh, man. <laughs> the Columbus crew happened to leave Columbus for Austin, is going to leave a nice vacant stadium in Columbus for an XFL team. And Columbus is the market for it, man. You got to think about it because those are McMahon people, is dead ass serious about right. this too. And the people who play in the XFL aren't people who play in the NFL or people. It could be someone from straight out of college that is not going to get drafted to go. We're, we are a college football town. There's a bunch of Ohio State players that still hang around Columbus and the state and everything that could be just transition into the XFL if they don't get drafted to the NFL. That would be a very interesting thing that I don't know how you know likely it is to happen, or even if the crews stay, they just share the stadium. Like how likely it is, uh, yeah. but it would be pretty I, interesting. I, uh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, it's actually a good point, and I think uh, I – wholeheartedly agree with you as far as a regular NFL team would never in a million no. years make it in Columbus because it's a college town. Yes. But there are a lot, a ton, if you will, of profession or professional grade athletes, but there's only so many seats at the table that would qualify for a team like that. I'll take you way back, uh, the Columbus Chill, the hockey team. I don't even remember, Dude, bro. Dude, before there remember. were the Blue Jackets, there was the Columbus Chill. And uh, it worked because it was almost that Columbus Clippers vibe. They weren't professional, but they were like in between collegiate professional. They were the minor leagues, if you will. You know what I would think was beyond interesting? Stuff? And the relationship, sorry, that Vince McMahon and WB has with Columbus and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like it's great. They would, they would be a primo spot. One That's other, exciting. Yeah, well, I'm excited. Somehow I always just, bye crew. No, some, I'm just kidding. You know, somehow I always end up back to basketball. But like even like when I was, you know, we were supposed to get the Grizzlies originally, right? So when we were thinking about, you know, championships when LeBron was here and everything, you know, I posted and a couple of my other friends posted and we were talking about Columbus should be have an NBA team, and I thought about it. It would and work. they, I feel like it would work, and it would be really good in Columbus too. And I always thought, I don't know if I'd be able to root for the Columbus team, even though I live in Columbus and I'm from Columbus. You know, I've been rooting for the Cavs forever, but for some odd reason, with LeBron being gone, and trust me, I still love the Cavs. I still love Kevin Love, Jetty Osmond, all those people that are on the team. But like, if Columbus created a team, I'd be a Columbus fan for the NBA um, for sure. Um, It'd be one of, you know, the few professional sports teams that the city has, you know. What's the only, like, they have the NHL and Columbus Crew. I don't think there's any, like, major professional sports team that they have. Um, To get a team in the NBA would be really sweet. Not saying that it's anywhere near likely. I'm going to go full Hollywood, though. How cool would this be? Let LeBron go, do L.A. for four years, get an extension on his contract, do another two. We'll call it six. It puts him at, like, almost 40, right? Mm Mm-hmm. While that's happening, three years in, Columbus gets a bid for an NBA team. We get the NBA team. We expedite. I mean, God, it took maybe five years or more to actually from start to finish for the Blue Jackets with stadium and everything. But I'll say we expedite it. We get the, the arena, the team. LeBron plays his first game with his son as a Columbus NBA team. One year in Columbus. Boom, championship. 
All right, so I want to add on that. We're 40 <laughs> minutes in, and we've been talking about sports all 40 We went minutes. full circle. We came right back but to Ron Brown. That's how big of a deal this I, I, I is. I actually want to talk about this really quick, too, because the, the way that his contract sets up, you know, his son's an eighth grader going into eighth grade, and he signed a four-year deal with the Lakers. So oh, after, and that's you were in so, eighth grade when... Right, right, yeah. yeah, so that, hey, yeah right. hey, weird. No, but... Uh, <laughs> He wants his son to be in high school in L.A. because of just the basketball teams in high school and the AAU teams over there is just significantly better than what there are in Ohio. There's a method many. behind this madness. Right. Um, but the way that his contracts and everything line up, man, he's going to be a free agent right around the time that his son gets drafted into the into the NBA. Uh-huh. And that would be absolutely nuts. I think that's what he wants to do. He has always said that he wants to play with his son, whether it's with him or against him. Um, and that's what Ooh. it looks like it's going to be setting up to do. So we just got to hope that this man stays healthy and we get to see something crazy that we never get to see. Um, and who knows? His son might go to the top-tier programs in the college basketball because you still have to go there for a year, um, at least as rules currently stand. They might change that soon. Um, but LeBron always said if he could ever go to college, he would have gone to Ohio State and played basketball for Ohio State. So we'll see if his son lives up to that and plays basketball for Ohio State because that would be absolutely nuts. And that Ohio State basketball team is on the come up too. So That would be nice. Yeah, um, you know, and I'll say it too, LeBron, his son, that takes me back to, you know, Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., but different sport. Um, and you're more likely to have it happen in that sport because you have more longevity in baseball. You can play longer. Basketball, not so much. You know, it's, uh, it's different. You have to take a lot of different variables into consideration. All right, man, let's, let's, sports. Let, yeah, let's get off the sports. Forty minutes into it, man. Let's talk about something else. What do we got? Uh, well, I was going to jump right into movies, but one thing I do want to say is with um, Crew Stadium, we are not sure who owns it, who right. owns the land. We're sure it's the city in some way, shape, or form. But with things like Rock on the Range, uh, the Ohio State Fair, things that bring so much money. Aside from the crew to the city in that regard, I think to see it go and then go to waste would be catastrophic um, because something like Rock on the Range is a business. The people who own the rights and the production uh, contracts, they'll just find another stadium. They'll find another city, and then that money is no longer part of the Columbus market, unfortunately. And to tie on to that, too, I was reading an article. I think it was from like U.S. Business Insider or something. But in 2014, the World Cup was in Brazil, and they just didn't have the infrastructure for it. So they had to build all these stadiums and everything in all these different cities just to you know, have handle all it. these teams and handle it. And they made a stadium in a city called Manaus in Brazil. It's right in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Like the, and that's a $300 million stadium that's just been going to waste since the 2014 World Cup. It's essentially abandoned. And it's just absolutely nuts how much money that country spent to build some of these stadiums that are just going to shit. And, you know, I don't want to see Columbus Crew Stadium go to that Mm -hmm. um, just because I don't even think that they should even tear it down just because it's a landmark in U.S. soccer history. It's the first soccer-specific stadium ever in the United States. Um, It hosted a lot of really big games for the U.S. men's national team and some really, you know, good games for the Columbus Crew. Um, it's just one of those, you know, things that's a national landmark for soccer in the U.S., and it shouldn't go away. Um, but we'll see what happens. It does have a lot of history, and you tie into a good point, too, and it relates to entertainment, but I was talking with my wife about this earlier in the week. Uh, live here east of Columbus, and there was a movie theater that literally on this part of town, it's years gone now. It's been gone for years, but 
It was uh, owned by, I think, the Regal Corporation, Regal Cinema. And it was built, and I think it was only up for maybe five years at most, Mm -hmm. and it was tore down. And I'm sure that was, you know, billions of dollars. Um, Not to what a, you know, a $300 million stadium would be, but just an example of, like, how much money is put into something that just comes crashing down. Like, what, what goes into that as far as, like, how is it cost effective something you just built it's more cost effective to tear it down it's just crazy and and uh you know there's all kinds of youtube videos that are dedicated to people going into abandoned, abandoned buildings, yeah i love those buildings. videos it's creepy um have you heard about the new facility it's going to be the compound if you will it's going to be built in delaware yeah is it going to be like a whole like i i didn't actually read into it too much but it's supposed to be like entertainment entertainment um, health and wellness as well. So a lot of physical activity related to it. Um, mass amounts of hotels. Like the amount of money that's wrapped in this thing. They said a uh, 15 acre man-made lake. Mm-hmm. Like saltwater lake. Just try to visualize. If you right. can put acreage into perspective. I can in my head. So it's massive. To Just something to be man-made that way. And it's just the lake. It doesn't stop there. There's literally been a strip mall that's been there for only like a couple years now that's like an outlet mall and they have a map online if you go and it shows you the footprint of the outlet mall versus this entertainment compound that they're going to be building it's going to be insane and that's kind of why i started thinking about like stuff that's been shut down arenas that have been abandoned and to think the amount of money that's going to be poured into something like that if it doesn't if it tanks if something goes bad like catastrophic like jobs materials like just so much that could go to waste in that regard. Uh, Top Golf's getting ready to be built towards that way, like a Polaris, so a little bit further north would be that complex. But I mean, that's kind of what I was telling you earlier when we were talking on the phone. Sports and entertainment, that's why I think this podcast could be so successful. They all tie into one another. You, you gotta think too, you know, that's 100% true. And just like all, like everything that you just named is just happening in and around the Columbus area and Ohio and Columbus in general. It's just a booming city Mm -hmm. and it's just at the early stages and anybody in any website or like top cities or developing cities that you ever see on those website and all those articles columbus is one of the top cities on there with the potential of amazon even coming here um and the you know everyone should just realize and it'd be even worse for the crew to leave now with nobody being able to pay attention to what is happening in the city with all this stuff and all this growth. It's one of the fastest-growing cities in the United States. I've (laughs) preached that for many years. I went to school in Minnesota, so I went to school away from here, but I came back. Like, this state, this city, it has my heart. Like, I'm founded here. If I ever moved away, I'd probably always find my way back. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. You don't realize what you have. A lot of people are like, what do you do there? There's tons of stuff to do. You just got to find it. Huge art market, huge medical industry, like Children's Hospital, the Heart Center, Ohio State. Cardinal Health, Ohio Health, all that stuff. Um, And then we are a huge test market for corporations, Mm -hmm. like the fast food industry, like the car industry. Like, there's so much that we get that other places don't get, and it's because we're a test market. We're the heart of this country, essentially. (laughs) There are two major interstates that just cross right here. Like, there's so much going in, coming in and going out of this city. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of things that are being built, a lot of things that are up for um, a possibility in the near future, you know, you're talking five, ten years, but 
there's a lot of growing. I know out in the casino, you were just out there not too long ago, right? Yep, That's not yep. too far off from a couple laws passing for them to be able to build hotels. Exactly. And that is going to explode. And you know what's going to happen? It sounds little, but those $15 minimum tables, you'll get 5 and $10 tables because there'll be other casinos that'll be there. Right now, they're the only casinos, so you don't... And it's absolutely nuts, you know. And a lot of people, a lot of people talk about it too, especially in the national media. So, like, even leading up to the decision that LeBron made to leave Cleveland, a lot of you know experts and everybody on TV and the radio, they're all talking about, you know, why would he stay in Cleveland? Obviously, he got swept out of the playoffs. So, why would he stay in Cleveland with that team and all that stuff? And a lot of them were bringing it up, like the beat writers and the newspapers and everything. You know, being from Cleveland, being from Ohio, being from some of these cities in the state. It's something completely different than being from, like, the big cities, you know. People are born here. They grow up here. They go to New York. They go to Chicago. They go to Florida. They go to L.A. You know, they live their life. They do their thing. They make their money. And Mm -hmm. somehow they just always end up back in Ohio just because it's just, it's home. And it's just a different feeling of home than it is if you're from a big city or anything like that. Um, And it's unexplainable, honestly. Like, and I always think about it myself. I was thinking about, you know, I can get a house in North Carolina, I can get a house here, whatever. Um, but then I just think to myself, I was like, man, I love my Ohio State Buckeyes. I love, you know, the stuff that goes on around here, my Columbus crew, the Cavaliers. Like, yep. these are my teams. And, you know, just the people that I know here and the connections that I've made here that I won't have if I move anywhere else. Yeah. It's just something crazy, and it's hard to explain how living in Ohio is versus moving away and wanting to stay away. So I've traveled, but I don't consider myself a traveler, but I've traveled enough, and you bring up a good point. If you can withstand the, um, what do what I uh, call it, the, uh, what's the, what's the medical condition? Uh, bipolarness of the weather. <laughs> there it is, bipolarness of the weather, then uh, this is a great place to live because, you know, I would visit my buddy down in MacDill Air Force in Tampa and go along the bay and see these, you know, modest to them ten million dollar houses yep. that were close to the bay and you come up here and for one or two million you have that house and then some plus property right. you know in certain parts of the out stretches of the columbus area and uh you're just your money goes so much further there's so much more to be offered the network connections because even if there are people in your line of professional your professional industry that you're in whatever it happens to be they may not reside here, but they're constantly in and out of here. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Cost of living in Columbus in Ohio in general, it still hasn't jumped as much as some of these other cities. It will. It's going to. Trust me, it's going to. Um, one of my, my manager, actually, he lived downtown Columbus, which is where I live now. He lived like a couple blocks away from where I did. Um, but when he was living there, you know, he was living in a one-bedroom mm-hmm. apartment, like 900 square feet for probably like 925 Right now, it's leasing for $1,500, yep. you know. So everything is going up expen- exponentially. And I even feel like the place that I'm living at, you know, it's a pretty nice place. And I feel like it could easily be going for twice the much as I pay for it. And I pay a lot for yep. it, but it, it's going to go up higher and higher and higher. My wife, Laura, and I uh, have been paying attention this past year a lot to the escrow um, in our house and seeing how much of a seller's market it has become. And yep. it's even worse for renters. And I feel bad for my friends like you that are still renting that, I mean, it's a lot better than most cities, but you are getting taxed for sure. And we rented for years, and a lot of times that works for people. Our lifestyle, it didn't work any longer. And like, for example, 
I don't mind putting our business out there, but this is a very modest home that we bought for around 90 um, that was on the market for a better part of a year. That's unheard of anymore. You might not even have no a house way. on the market for a week or two. It's escrowed for over 130 now. If you look it up, I mean, it's public knowledge. You can look it up on Realtor Zillow. And those ones are fairly accurate, even if they're inflated a little bit. You get an idea, like, we've only been here for like four years. Right. And, and we and we're down to the low eighties now. Like that's crazy. And I can tell it you, makes us want to sell, but then we'd right. have to buy a house. And I, I can tell, <laughs> and I can, and that down payment of the difference that you sell this we, house for, it's lateral move, <laughs> right? But I can tell you something to just like emphasize your point is, you know, my dad's been renting a condo in the neighborhood in Columbus, you know, for the last three years, and he's been looking at, you know, he's sold a house, looking at, you know, he was renting, and now he's looking at buying again. Um, and he was he was he was only trying to get like a condo like around a hundred thousand dollars, and and he was you know in the market for it and everything that he looked for you know he just put his bid in but everyone was bidding higher like if it was on the market for ninety nine thousand dollars, other people would bid twenty thirty thousand dollars higher than that just to for, make sure they got it for a condo like you just got it's insane what's happening in because you have to have a place to live yep. Yeah, it's insane what's happening here, and you know everyone should just take notice. And we're, <laughs> we're jumping all over the place here. Uh, we're coming close to the end, but a couple of things I wanted to mention, entertainment-wise, because we were talking about arenas and we were kind of getting into the music. I wanted to mention Louder Than Life is taking place in Kansas, September 28th through the 30th, um, and this is just an example of how even festivals that aren't directly in Columbus try to navigate more towards that Midwest. Case in point. Menard's going to hate this, but the Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> Gathering of the Juggalos has probably, uh, what is this, their 19th year? 19th year, can you believe it? And I think they've been in Ohio around 9 out of the 19, um, and they keep coming back. They left last year to go to Oklahoma, uh -huh. and it was so-so. They had an okay turnout, but not like what they've had out there um, in Thornville, uh, just out past Buckeye Lake. And I mean, it's the center of the Midwest. Man. They even said, and here. they're based out of Detroit. Right. So that that shows you something. They could go three, four hours north and be home, but I love Detroit to death. But there's not a lot of options up there, no. at least not right now. So they come here, and they know that that's kind of a mecca for that market because it's like a nice neutral location. You come from Pennsylvania, Indiana, you know, what the West Virginia, West Virginia, Virginia. I mean, there's just it's a good neutral ground. Music festivals always intrigued me, you know, since, since I was a junior and senior in high school. Like, I always used to watch all of these clips from all of these different music festivals. Firefly, you know, Bonnaroo, some of the big ones. Lollapalooza! Lala, Lollapalooza. Menard's going to Lollapalooza. It's happening. Uh, no, a lot of my buddies want me to go to Lollapalooza this year. I'm trying to get it approved by the woman. Um, Take her with you. Still trying on that. I asked her to go with me. She's like, no, I'm not really a festival type of person. But, <laughs> no, no, no. I was looking. My friend just came back from Electric Forest. Um, this year, Mike? and he, no, it okay. was one of my buddy Aaron, um, and he absolutely loved it. He said it was life changing, and I looked at some videos, and it's absolutely insane what goes on up there, and just the music festivals in general. It was the drugs, probably, but you just got <laughs> the life changing part. At but least. then you also got to just all those like top <laughs> music artists too, just just all in one place and just oh, yeah. spending a weekend there. It's absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, let me just throw a couple names. Even if you're not a rock person, like. Avenged Sevenfold, yep. Limp Biscuit, talk about taking you back. Like that's my era. I'm in my thirties, <laughs> mind you. Um, Godsmack, Five Finger Death Punch, Shine Down, Nine Inch Nails, Deftones, Ice Cube. Like even a lot of these Ice hip hop Cube. rock festivals, they're blending genres. 
So I go to the Gather the Juggalos, and everybody thinks it's just going to be a shithole mech of trash music, which I happen to love. But, of course, ICP is going to be there. But I can see right offhand Yellow Wolf, DJ Paul, Tech 9 uh, There's even some rock sacks in there. I think, Tech uh, 9 Yep. Oh, man, just go to the website, gatherthejuggalos.com, of course, and you'll see a list of the artists. I think it's totally worth it. Let them know that we shouted them out so we get some... Uh... Oh, Some yeah. free tickets. Free tickets. <laughs> That's coming up, too. I, I love free shit. Yeah, that one, uh, you can go with me. It'll be the 18th through 21st. So if you can't do Lollapalooza, I'll drag you. I'll paint your face. We can go <laughs> the gathering of the juggalos. You should take uh, Redder with you. See what you can get him into I again. Got him, I got him to go with me last year. To, not to the gathering, but I took him to uh, Newport to watch him. Right. Because I took my daughter. Oh, man. There's, just, there's a whole list. No, yeah, man. You yeah, plan out your day. Fun. No, I actually get worked, your wristbands, kids. I, I worked rock on the range and like catered food for like the acts. So I was in high school. Keep in mind when I was doing it, and I I had access to all different parts of the stadium, backstage, everything. And it was just nuts getting that you know view and everything of it too. Um, like I was saying though, my senior year of high school, there was this documentary that came out on MTV. It was called No Cameras Allowed. It was just a kid who loved taking pictures and everything, and he wanted to go to these music festivals, but he never had enough money to do so. I've seen it. So he put like ads on Craigslist and just hitchhiked his way to get there. Um, and then he just make all these fake wristbands and lanyards to make him look important. He just sneak in like he was important. He ended up traveling with a band at one. Yeah, point. he ended up traveling with Mumford and Sons, I do believe, and he was their photographer and everything. That's a very, very, very nice and awesome documentary. I got my, you know. Um, film production teacher to show it in class my senior year of high school so it has a lot of really good things in it and it's really fun and entertaining I think it's only about an hour and a half long so if you have the time be, make sure to watch that it's very 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 cool that, I love documentaries and I was truly able to relate to that because I used to do that stuff sneak in do all mm-hmm. that stuff uh, you can ask Laura when, when you get a chance but I have photo albums of like just different artists I was able to meet by just being one sneaky son of a bitch <laughs> and I'm telling you man this kid kind of blew the cover unfortunately by making this documentary but the one thing he did that I truly related to in, in addition to making the wristbands and the lanyards was all he almost always rode solo almost always yep. rode solo because he was in control of himself. He didn't. He wasn't trying to get a girl in. He wasn't trying to sneak buddies in. He was literally just. He had an objective, and he was accomplishing it. Like, and he got kicked out. Yeah, he got kicked out a couple I mean? times and made his way back in too. So, so we're gonna we're gonna just about wrap up here. I think we got a couple minutes for closing. But one thing I did want to say is I'm going to see Jurassic World tonight. You gonna come with? Maybe, maybe not. Um, not tonight. This Damn. is my last night on vacation. I okay. have to wake up early going to this meeting tomorrow. So I had a well, week I off. am still on vacation, so I'm going to ride or die at this point. But no, uh, Jurassic World, number one, still as of last week, and I'm sure they're going to do it again because, I mean, uh, what was it? The Marvel movie? Uh, Avengers. Avengers Infinity War. It's been out, and they've just been doing crazy numbers, but they've been out for a while now. I do want to see Deadpool 2. What are some of the ones I you want to see? I still haven't seen Deadpool 2, but I did see The Incredibles 2. Uh, you know, and, I want to see it too. My kids it, do, but I would see it as an adult. See, I watched the original one, and I realized, I was like, I have to see the second one, you know, even though I'm, you know, 13 years older, or however many years it's been. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm honestly going to tell you, it's not worse than the first one. The first one was great. This lives up to it 
It's that normally doesn't happen. Yeah, it's hilarious. And that's one of the things that the directors and the creators of the movie was saying in an interview that I watched before I watched the movie. They said that they took so long because they didn't want to just make a sequel to make a sequel like Cars 2, Cars 3. Yeah. They wanted to actually have it live up to the original. And it really did. It is hilarious. Um, a lot of people saw it before I did. And they hyped it up. And usually when someone hypes it up, you're disappointed. I was not disappointed one bit. We but. saw we saw Rampage here illegally, at home. <laughs> but I'm just I just want to point this out to you. I know you guys can't see us, but just number wise, like I liked Rampage, but you're talking hundreds of thousands compared to millions, right? Millions of dollars. This is insane. Like, entertainment is alive and well. So you will go see Jurassic World eventually. Yeah, that's what it was between Jurassic World and Incredibles. Were you even too. alive when the original? You were not. Alive. I wasn't. My dad made me watch it though. I watched the original for okay. sure growing up and then the new ones are really cool but you know last week we went to see Incredibles 2 Jurassic World was a <sighs> second on it but we decided to see the original Incredibles we are over time I gotta say this just because you took so much time <laughs> with basketball and sports and I'm just as guilty but you bring up a good point your dad made you watch that yeah that is awesome I love your father he makes He's me a- watch a lot of different movies you should yes I, Laura was giving me shit last night because I was watching Jaws uh-huh. and I watched Jaws 2 and she didn't understand why I was so like we had just gotten home, and it, it was like uh, towards the end of the movie, and I was just intent. Like I've seen it a million times, and I'm just like staring at the screen. And she's like, "What is the deal? It's so <laughs> fake. Look at a rubbery shark." And I'm like, "Listen, I'm talking like sci-fi horror to the max. Like right. in that day and time, like that movie was just horrible to watch, and the blood and the gore and like the people getting thrashed around. It's just an amazing movie to me." Um, my daughter was making fun of me because she was asking me. We were on the topic of Marvel and DC, and she was like, "What's your favorite Spider-Man?" And I was like, "The original." Yeah, uh, the original. And Come she's on. like, "It's Toby so fake." She was like, "It's so fake," and you can see how fake it is. And I'm like, "Go to bed, grounded." No, my dad made me watch everything: Goonies, Frailty, Goonies. You know, Back to the Future, Stand by Ghostbusters, me. Star Wars, Ghostbusters. Uh, I wasn't really a fan of Star Wars, so yeah. he didn't really. That was force hard for my to kids watch to watch too. But he made me watch everything, and you know, I'm proud that I did because. It, those are all-time classics. Gives you a basis, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Any on this list, real quick, you want to mention Jurassic World Incredibles we did? Um, Uncle Drew, I heard it was kind of funny, but you know, <laughs> it's not going to do anything crazy. Ocean's 8, I heard it was really funny, um, but I do want to watch Deadpool 2, and I'm upset that I haven't watched it. Maybe okay. I'll stream it illegally or something soon. <laughs> Deadpool 2 is definitely on my list as well. All right, any uh, closing remarks? Any last? Um, not, nothing. We made really. an hour. Right, an hour. That's sweet. This no. is going to get better. I promise you, For everyone. Sure. I've been on vacation the past week, going back to work tomorrow, back to reality. I'm going on vacation in two months, the first week of September, going to Corolla, North Carolina, so I'm hitting the gym a lot more. I'm just going to be keeping that up the next week or so, trying to get this belly down a little bit. I was going to say, I should, a put little bit. Mic, should put the mic down. A there. little bit. What about you? Me, uh, my vacation will wrap up Sunday, so I'll be back to reality on Monday. I'm actually excited for it because this has given been a nice refresh. Same, same here. Just need a refresh. It's Needed. been over a year since I took a week off. Like a real one. Yeah, like a exactly. real one. Um, I've just got a, I've got a really good lease on life. Kids are doing good because they've kind of been out of school for a while, so school is getting to them there towards the end. And I'm really excited and optimistic for this. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When you came here and your computer started taking a shit. And we were trying to figure out, like, GarageBand. Like, you guys are literally hearing it as we go. Like, the last thing I wanted to do was make this work. I just wanted to call it a day and be done and go back to the drawing board. And I literally, when we got started, was like, 
how are we going to fill an hour? Right. And an hour is modest for some of the podcasts that we listen to. 45 minutes on that. But the, after, <laughs> now that we've done it, like, right. I feel refreshed. I feel excited for the next one. So I'm glad that you pushed me and that we, we made this work. We're literally one microphone right now, one right. set of headphones. Yep. And uh, I just know it's going to get better. I, I think that it's the content when it comes down to it and yes, the sir. people that you do it with. So I love you, Minar. Yeah, this has sure. been great. We'll, uh, we'll do another one, and it'll just get better from here. Yeah, hopefully this is live on iTunes and Spotify and all this other fun stuff that you guys love listening <laughs> to your podcast Hopefully it on. sounds good. This is, this is, we turned the fans off. Right. This is the <laughs> third podcast that we have ever done, and this is probably going to be the first one that truly goes live. Our first, first one went live on YouTube, but nothing too crazy, but... We're excited for this. We're rebranding. We're doing everything. We're great. I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you uh, close it. All right, guys, hit the closing music. Do, 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 do. This is for me in post production to have that closing music to go through. But my name is Menor Khan. You can always find me on all the social medias. I'm at Menor Khan on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Be sure to follow me on there. Uh, Miles, I'm in the building as well at Sloppy Joey E N T across all platforms. Thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully this starts something brand new. Thanks for putting up with the kids and all the background noise, for but sure. we'll figure that figure that out in post. Take it easy, y'all. Enjoy. Later. <laughs>